Chapter 3, The Soccer Ball I thought about the old trike and those skunks all morning at school. I didn't have time to say anything to Ashwin about the skunks before the first bell and Mr. Leon doesn't let us sit together anymore. He says sitting together makes us all go bananas. Back in September, Mr. Leon actually asked me to take a spot next to Ashwin to show him around and stuff because Ashwin had just moved to Santa Barbara. And it was my first year since kindergarten without my best friend in class since Johnny Ramirez got put in the other fourth grade section. So it was almost like me and Ashwin were both new. But by October, Mr. Leon decided that Ashwin was plenty acclimated and that we shouldn't talk to each other during class anymore, even on the way to the pencil sharpener. Now we have a 10-foot rule. Mr. Leon calls it buffering the bananas. So the morning after I saw the skunks, Ashwin sat all the way up at the front table with a bunch of girls, and I didn't have anyone to talk to. By lunchtime, those weird skunks were riding in circles through my brain, but by then I wasn't so sure about telling Ashwin about them. What would he say? Maybe my story would sound bananas even to him. At lunch, Ashwin shoved his backpack into the shade under our table. I've got a good one, he said, his voice all tinny under the metal tabletop. A good what? I asked, still trying to figure out how to bring up the skunks. An animal joke for Mr. Leon's collection. Ashwin clanged his head on the metal table when he dragged his lunchbox out from under it. Ouch! Why do gorillas have big nostrils? Why? I was already halfway laughing. Because they have big fingers. Ashwin dug around in his lunch like he was searching for a booger. No way is Mr. Leon going to let you put that one up on the bulletin board. I laughed and choked on my juice. Mr. Leon has two rules about the joke board. The jokes have to be about animals, no people, and they have to be appropriate. Yeah, I figured he wouldn't, Ashwin shrugged. But it is a good one. About. We ate our lunch, waiting for the bell to ring so we could hop up from the hot metal tables. Ashwin told a few more jokes... Ashwin told a few more animal jokes, a couple that would probably make the board and a couple that probably shouldn't repeat. I tried to think of a good skunk joke, but the trike zoomed through my brain until I couldn't concentrate. I decided that once the bell rang and we got away from all the other lunch tables, I'd tell Ashwin about the skunks. It was like a deadline. Deep. The bell rang and me and Ashwin sprinted for the monkey bars over the big playground. Okay, I thought, adjusting my deadline. Maybe I'll tell him by the last lunch bell. You have to run fast if you want to stake out the top of the monkey bars. The big playground looks like a huge wooden castle built up against the schoolyard fence. The monkey bars are on the way are all the way on the other end, poking out like a drawbridge. The slides and towers, the swings and hidden tunnels all connect together, but that stuff is for the little kids. There are only a few things you can still do in the fourth grade that are really fun. It's cool to play soccer, which I used to do every day, and handball, but that's mostly for girls, and the swings, but those are for the third graders. So sitting on top of the monkey bars and keeping a lookout is pretty much the only thing that's left. When me and Ashwin made it across the field, a couple of second graders had already started climbing up the slide, which isn't allowed, but second graders are easy to ignore. I hopped up and grabbed the warm metal monkey bars and swung my feet through a gap. When I pushed myself to the top, squiggling through the open metal square, I was still a little out of breath. 
This cool breeze blew up from down the hill, and I could see everything. The whole school, the golf course on the other side of the fence, and the little snatches of downtown Santa Barbara. The golf course was pretty packed, and its grass looked all green and soft. There's this little cart that drives around and sells drinks on hot days. Might even make golfing worth it. I wonder if they sell root beer. Bet they do, said Ashwin, kind of drooling. He heaved his backpack up from down below, and I caught it. He's always got cool stuff in there to show me, stuff we maybe, definitely, shouldn't have at school. I was hoping he'd brought a video game. Then a black and white soccer ball went whizzing past us, splish, and bounced off the chain link fence between the school and the golf course. I tried to ignore it. I tried to ignore the whole field. Danny Vega, Gabe Romero, and Johnny Ramirez, who used to be my best friend, were kicking around the soccer ball up the field with a bunch of other fourth grade boys. I didn't see Martin Ortega because he usually played with those guys too. Last year, I played soccer with them every day. This September, I figured everything would be the same. Even though Johnny and I weren't in the same class anymore, we could still play together, right? Wrong. Danny, who likes to pretend to be the guy in charge, said I could play, but only on the opposite team. And then Ashwin wasn't good enough, period. Which, no way could he know, because he never even let Ashwin try. Johnny only shrugged, so I took Ashwin to the library. We hung out in there a at lunch for a couple of weeks before we figured out staking out the top of the monkey bars was kind of fun too. Ashwin has only lived there since summer and there are a few things about being his best friend that I'm still getting used to. Not playing soccer with all the other fourth grade guys is one of them. Sometimes I wonder if Ashwin hadn't moved to Santa Barbara or if my birthday was just a couple of months earlier, would Johnny still be my best friend? Last summer, even before I wound up in the other fourth grade class, Johnny got a BMX for his birthday and started riding it around doing tricks with Danny Vega and Martin, or- Martin Ortega. I couldn't keep up. I didn't even have a bike back then. I just kind of ran after them and jumped off rocks. Danny and Martin, dude, they said rude things, things I can't write down. And I'm not going to lie, I cried a little. That day, I could see on Johnny's face that he thought making fun of me was making fun of me like that was wrong at first dude that was not honorable no way would a knight say that i told johnny looking away so i could swipe up my face danny jerked his chin chin at us whatever how are you even a knight when you don't know any you don't have anything to ride he zoomed away martin ortega rode after him and johnny rode off with them too i tried to shrug it off like dad always says to do I didn't have a bike. I got that. Later that day, I asked mom and dad to get me one, but I knew they would never buy me something so big unless it was my birthday, which was two whole months away, basically forever. The rest of the summer was weird. Johnny only came over a few more times, and I only went to his house once. He lives on the other side of the freeway. To get there, all I had to do was walk across this cool fenced-in overpass. It goes over the whole freeway and the train tracks too. But the last time I came by, Johnny didn't ask me to bring to come home to his apartment. He only wanted to ride bikes and I still didn't have one, so I stopped going over there. But I don't know, I still thought we were friends. 
When I got pushed out of soccer and started spending recess in the library, that's when me and Ashwin really started going bananas together. That's when he became my best friend. The funny thing is, I don't know when Johnny stopped being my best friend. Was it that day with the bikes? Was it the day he didn't ask me to come to his apartment? Was it the day I got kicked off the soccer team? I only know he wasn't he doesn't come around anymore, not to my house. I used to think I understood everything about my neighborhood and my school, even my city. When you've got lots of friends, you kind of know where you belong and things are simple. After all that stuff happened, it didn't feel simple living here anymore, even before I knew I had to worry about trike-stealing skunks. I needed to figure everything out. I decided to start with the skunks. I know it sounds crazy, but I thought that would be the easiest to understand. Watching the soccer ball zig up the field while trying not to think about the guys who were kicking it was making me dizzy. Ashwin leaned over his lap, playing a video game half-hidden in his backpack. What do you know about skunks? Uh, they stink. Do we have some kind of report to do? Ashwin squinted. I don't remember Mr. Leon saying anything about a report. I laughed and even thought only for a second about convincing Ashwin that we did have a research report due Friday to see his freak-out face. But I didn't. Nah, I said. I just thought you might know something about skunks, that's all. Last night, these skunks... Danny darted by, his forehead all sweaty to get the soccer ball. He must have heard. Skunks? Yeah, I bet Ashwin knows all about skunks. What's the matter, Mateo? Your new friend farting it up? Danny said. Then he made this gross sound with his tongue. And the guys on the soccer field laughed, even Johnny. If it gets too stinky up for you next to that weirdo, you can come play soccer for us. Today, Martin's not here. Ashwin smiled. Not his real one, but the freaked out smile he gets whenever Danny gives him a hard time. I bet he knew I was thinking about it, playing soccer but no way was I going to leave Ashwin hanging there on the monkey bars all by himself. By that point, he was totally my best friend, so it was my job to, you know, back him up. I'd only have played soccer for one day anyway. Once Martin was in school again, I'd be out of the game, and Ashwin would have been all ticked at me. So I ripped, so I ripped a big one. All the guys heard it. Swear. Nah, I said to Danny, it's not too stinky up here for me. I told you, I'm not supposed, I told you, I'm supposed to be like a knight, for real. I'm full of honor and loyalty, and I can rip big ones whenever I want. Ew, Zerillo, Danny pointed at me, his face a crooked sneer. The other guys on the field laughed. Johnny laughed too, but it was the good kind of laughing, like I was the funny dude. And besides, they weren't laughing at Ashwin anymore. The other guys all ran off to finish their game, but Danny had gone dark red. Like when you wrap a string around your finger and the blood can't get out. He glared up at me, then swung his arm back to pass the soccer ball back in. At the last second, he switched up his aim and threw the ball hard, right at Ashwin.